Alors, cette semaine, c'est les visiteurs. Et euh, Claire, tu as choisi euh, <rire> notre film cette semaine. Pourquoi? Amazing. Just, it's like we're in the film. <laughs> Sure enough. <laughs> I do what I can. Yeah, Claire, where did you find this? Um, some people at work told me it was a silly film. Uh, they told you right. And it I, was a well, silly film. Well, they told film. you wrong. It was an epic <laughs> masterpiece. Um, yeah, so someone was standing next to the door and they were leaning on the light switch and it kept turning on and off. And then someone made a joke about it being day, then night, then day, then night. <laughs> Jour, <laughs> nuit. Jour, <laughs> nuit. I was like, you have to explain that. And then they told me about this film. And I was like, that just sounds unbelievably good. I have to watch that. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad I did. It was, mm. it was, a, it was certainly a film. <laughs> it was a film. <laughs> what did everyone think? Uh, I had a good time. I had a great time. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> It was a silly film. Or maybe not. Maybe it was a masterful epic, but I thought it was... I had fun. Uh, yes. <laughs> I had a bit of a disaster, um, which is that I'd watched almost all of it. I So I forgot that Michael had put it in the shared Google Drive, so I just rented it, um, which was great. No problems there. But I only rented it for 48 hours, and then I for, for some reason I had to go out. I left the last 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, So, but I watched that last night. Um, but my my rental had expired, so I watched the version on the Google Drive, but I couldn't make the subtitles work. So I watched the last oh, three minutes no. without subtitles. And I don't speak French. Oh wow. Oh, so that's <laughs> gonna be interesting hearing what you think happened at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he became president or something. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember this entire meeting is happening in French, so you're obviously not that bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fernando, what do you think? Rusty. I thought it got better as as it went, as in the yeah, it, it got better and better. As in, it, it, it's a good film. Yeah, I, I had a good time. Um, mm, it, it was a good. I I really liked it. Cool. cool. Oh, I'm glad. What about, what about you guys? I liked it. I thought it was funny. It was a. Uh... It was pretty crap. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, it was a laugh. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't Citizen Kane, um, <laughs> but also it wasn't Southland Tales. It was it was fun. I liked it. Um, was that it was spectrum? it was cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a scale of Southland Tales to Citizen Kane, this was about a lay visiteur. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a laugh, and it was a a fun French farce, and we need more of that. Uh, and it was yeah, cute, and it was uh, fairly wholesome. Um, and it was well well performed, and yeah, I, I basically liked it. I probably wouldn't watch it again in a hurry. What about you, Claire? Yeah, pretty much. I enjoyed it. it I felt it dragged a little bit at points, which yeah, me too. I wouldn't expect a, something as so. Just a, it's supposed to be just a bit of fun, I assume. Um, so yeah, I felt like maybe sometimes it could have moved a bit faster, but yeah, I enjoyed it. There were some good laughs. Um, Nice to see Leon again. Yeah. Leon the unprofessional. <laughs> our old friend Jean Reno. Our third film with him. Is it our third? He was in Hotel Rwanda. He was the Belgian oh, guy desperately yeah. making phone calls. We love Jean Reno. 
Yeah. I think we do. He's good, isn't he? You should have an Oscars category. <laughs> best Jean Reno film. <laughs> <laughs> no, just best Jean Reno. <laughs> Jean Reno wins every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's obviously got some um obviously got some range, hasn't he? If he could play mm. this and could play like a guy trying to stop a genocide and he could play a hitman in a like gritty action movie, yeah. What else can he be? I'm what excited to, to find be? out. Well, we'll have to see what the uh, see what the next pick is. <laughs> yeah, so good film, dragged a bit. Sounds like we're all kind of on the same page, right? Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Good meeting. Oh no, <laughs> Wolf's going to hate this. Oh are yeah, you, no conflict. Are you keen to watch because apparently there are sequels to this film. Are, yeah. you, are, are there? The sequels are terrible. <laughs> Is that what you've been told? Yeah. Okay. Really? Do not watch the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the the critical consensus seems to agree with that person. Um, yeah. But that there's the first talking point then. Um, the romance between Godfrey and... Uh, and uh, Beatrice? Beatrice. Beatrice, yeah. Um, what are we... What do we think of that? Because it wasn't quite a romance, was it? They clearly had feelings for each. I think she was just unhappy with her husband because, to be fair, he was a bit of a spoil sport. Yeah. <laughs> you know. A wet blanket. He was a total wet blanket. He was ants at a picnic, wasn't he? <laughs> he Aww. was ants at a picnic. Where'd you see that in French? <laughs> uh, I don't know, ants. Well, we have Google. <laughs> Claire, do you don't know ants? I, d- I don't know answers. I know what, what have you been doing here the whole month? Learning every other word except Anne. <laughs> yeah. It's A. It's surely the first word in the dictionary. <laughs> oh, I only made it to, to <laughs> Q, but I, I'm afraid I forgot some of the A's in the meanwhile. So do you think that, that Beatrice had feelings for Godfrey? Absolutely. Yes. yes. I think she was immediately, instantly, like, attracted to him. Okay, because we saw yeah. it the other way. Yeah. I don't I know. I thought she maybe she was just giddy. looking after him. Oh, was she all giddy? Mm. I think she was a bit giddy. I think she was looking after him, for sure. And I think she thought that he was a cousin, so it was a bit a bit odd. But, I, yeah, I think she had a bit of a thing for him. Okay. Didn't her <laughs> husband at one point said, like, you used to fancy your cousin? Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, her husband. Her husband at one point is like, "Stop mooning over, or over the guy." Um, and she was like, "I'm not mooning." I think this was what happened. I might have just made up this entire scene in my head, but if none of you remember it, she was like, "I don't fancy him. He's my cousin." And then he was like, "But you had a big crush on your cousin when you were like a teenager or something." Yeah, yeah. I guess I've forgotten a bit. Mm. What was it? A week ago, we watched this a bit more. More than that. A week and a half. Mm. Yeah, I watched most of it, but a week ago as well. Possibly it didn't have the same uh, the same effect on me right down to the core as uh, some of the films. <laughs> what did you think of the um, the romance in there, Fernando? Were, were you weirded out by the the Godfrey Beatrice thing, or did you think it was sweet? I thought it was sweet. I approved. I was like, yes, yeah. I want this to happen. I found myself feeling the same way. What? <laughs> they were so cute together. Yeah, guys. <laughs> I mean, we don't. I, I was a bit disappointed with the end when he went back because we don't know if, what was her name. His his medieval wife, well, not medieval. That was pre. Is that pre medieval? I don't know. 
Freynegund or whatever her name was. Uh-huh. Um, hmm. We don't know her. We've spent no time with her. Exactly. We know Beatrice. I love Beatrice. I want I want her to get together with her her great grandfather. What kind of name of Freynia? What what is that name? Whereas exactly. Beatrice yeah. is, is lovely. <laughs> yeah, Freynegund. Not one of those names that stood the test of time, right? Mm. No, certainly Fren- not Venus. Oh, I know five Frenigons. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> Every kid these days. <laughs> Should bring it back. Um, I suppose, like, given how distant they are as relatives, she's probably as close to her husband. Yeah. Yeah, bound to be. Um, so maybe it's not that creepy. Well, if we think about it, you even your your child you share half of your dna with them grandchild a quarter great grandchild an eighth so we think he's probably 30 generations before her so that would be one billionth of his dna it's just just almost nothing in it so why do we care so much about some good math like who our family was uh exactly we shouldn't really have nothing to do with us yeah and this is this is a thing again. It kind of works in a fun comedy, but I think people tend to believe that when they're descended from um, an important family, they share a lot with them. So they they had like, oh yes, I have his nose, and so and so is like the peasant and looks exactly like the peasant from the uh, yeah. Um, and actually, it's just not how it works at all. And and what they reckon like. You always get like Danny Dyer on the TV tracing his lineage back, and it turns out he was descended from William the Conqueror or something. And then when you do the maths, it turns out like 90% of Europeans today are descended from William the Conqueror because William the Conqueror lived a hell of a long time ago. Um, <laughs> probably it was a, an ancient Egyptian that was the most recent common ancestor of everybody in the planet. Um, so that's. Like even the most distant communities with the the most limited contact with uh, with Europe, we're, we're all related, and it, yeah, it's silly, but it's fun for a film, isn't it? <laughs> it is fun. But yeah, I'm not creeped out by their their weird incest. Is the summary? <laughs> yeah, me neither. I didn't know which bit. Did you see the ending coming? Did you think he was going to go back? I yes. wasn't sure. I thought he had to go back. Hmm. I thought she might go with him. Whoa, really? I don't I know. Didn't I think just... that. I also did not think that. Yeah, I thought they were they were right to have it. I thought it was a sort of an idol crush at most, and that really she just wanted to help out someone in need. Um, mm. And he, yeah, wanted to <laughs> to be the the noble knight looking after the lady. Mm. Uh, I thought that was a, a nice setup. Um, yeah, I loved the the twist at the end. Though. Laura, would you like to tell us what happened with um, what happened at the very end with Jacquie and uh, and Jacquard? Yeah, I think <laughs> there was no way to get confused about that, was there? They he did a tricksy body swap. <gasps> the old switcheroo. Brilliant. The old switcheroo. Um, I feel a bit bad for um, Jacquard. Card. Yeah, um, me too. He, he did. He wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bit of a tick. <laughs> um, 
Do you think you'd manage if you were magically transported back a thousand years? Oh, no. there's a question. I think no, I'd have I think trouble. I'd, I'd kill myself immediately. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not very adaptable. Serious business. <laughs> as soon as I couldn't brush my teeth, I'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> well, I'd give it a bash, I think. Yeah, I'd have to start inventing <laughs> soap and washing machines and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, you spend all yeah. your time inventing a washing machine. Yeah. Like, oh, imagine. You could be writing so many maths that... And then maths oh, would yeah. be so advanced by now. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, let's just invent group theory or whatever. <laughs> and then you'd be burned at the stake as a stick <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd do a lot better if I was in like the king's court <laughs> and not if I was like a random peasant just like herding sheep or whatever. Yeah, my 21st century bad back wouldn't last very long in a field. <laughs> you may be right. Well, they did not have bicycles, right? Well, that's fine. They did not. I surely you could invent a bicycle pretty quick. Oh, that sounds really hard. It just get, you get pretty like, solid materials, don't you? Mm. Do you? You could, you could make a wooden one. Can you make mm. a wooden bicycle? Maybe. Yeah. You can make a wooden tennis racket. Why not a bicycle? Exactly. You can make a wooden tree. You need the chain and stuff that goes round. I think you'd have trouble. They did invent oh. the the motor car before the bicycle, right? What did they? Yeah, no I think bicycles are pretty pretty modern. What? That's no. crazy. I'm not a hundred percent sure of that, but I think that's right. Is it pub rules, or can we look that up? No, what is it? Pub rules. No, looking it up. Oh, I don't believe you then. I'm just claiming that, <laughs> and you're just going to have to trust me. And if, I, if I'm wrong, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> anyway, they were both late 19th century inventions. It wasn't like we had bicycles for hundreds of years and then we made cars or whatever. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were we talking about? Oh, the film. <laughs> yeah, the film? so it, it seemed like a a sort of narrative punishment for... Um, for poor Jacquard, basically for the crime of being a bit up himself and being nouveau riche, which I think we were meant to disapprove of. That's fair, actually. You know what? Send them all back. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but was there, like was there a certain um, a certain snobbish looking down on the nouveau riche? We, we had the... I wonder that, actually, because he kept going on about, like... He's just a peasant. I'm like, but well, not really. Yeah. You know, he seemed affront. He was so affronted that uh, someone he viewed as a peasant should live in his castle. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess oh. makes sense if it's your castle and you've just been thrown into the modern day. But but yeah. what was the film? You're right. That was interesting. Yeah, we could imagine that he would disapprove, can't we? Mm. Uh, being the the count himself and and seeing it, you know, that's his whole worldview shattered if a peasant can be lord of the castle. Mm. <laughs> but it seemed like we had uh, we had Beatrice, who was effortlessly cool and wonderful and and just nice to everyone. And then we, because she was the the member of the aristocracy and and his his great 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 granddaughter or whatever. Um, and then yeah, we had Jacquel the. The upstart. Whining, yeah, upstart, 
rude, um, getting in everyone's face, nouveau riche, desperate to prove himself character. I thought that was interesting because maybe, I guess, maybe I'm wrong, but wasn't it easier to become like nobility in the past? As in, you just had to fight someone and you would become nobility. So literally everyone, even peasants, could be kings. Uh, well, maybe this is an exaggeration, but... Uh, I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> uh, but the farther back you go in history, wasn't it easier to become royalty? I don't or know. Maybe it wasn't. I think they... Yeah, so if you go way back, there were sort of warlords who would just take over and say, I'm the king now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for yeah, for a lot of the medieval period, including the period we're looking at here, there was this quite strict feudal system where if you wanted to take someone's land, you really had to have a a reason. You had to have like a claim on it and you had to be able to say, so-and-so was my grandfather and so it should have passed to me and that's why I'm demanding it and, and pressing my claim in war. Um, I don't think you could just say, I'm a peasant, but I've got a big sword. It's me now. It's much better today when you can just say that. You can just walk up anywhere and be like, yeah. I've got a big sword. This is my castle now. <laughs> I, I like exactly. that a bit. Yeah. Modern day. Why the UK is so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was interesting, all of the, um, the references to the revolution that they mentioned. Because, um, like, if this was in the UK, we'd have. We'd have to kind of you know, put it into the context of she, she would still be uh, the countess and uh, there would still be a king who was in charge of everything. Um, whereas they they seem to very much you know, divide French history into pre-revolution and post-revolution. Um, as it was interesting, yeah, seeing that that extra level of, of distance they had from the from the old feudal system. But she was still the Countess, right? Or was she not? I don't know. I, I think... They did. They called her the Countess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely did. Yeah, she was using that title, wasn't she? But I think mm-hmm. that she she didn't have... I, I think nowadays French nobility don't have any actual status. Yeah, but the people but was... who are descended do believe that they do have some status. And to some extent, I guess... Even though if not officially recognised by the state, they still do. Yeah, I suppose if they still own their castle, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and if people around them look up to them as they clearly did to um, to Beatrice, then yeah, there's something in that. Whereas in the UK, they they would be, you know, they they would have some legal status. Some of them would be in the House of Lords making laws. Mm. Um, some of them would. <laughs> Would not, but would be entitled to you know, certain distinction of rank and be able to use certain titles. Yeah. Beautiful. So when are we having our revolution? I don't know. I, it's overdue, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> I think give it, give it till the but Queen dies and then another couple of years and well, that'll be it. <laughs> okay. No! <laughs> Why are we talking about this? <laughs> I'm sorry, Fernando. 
<laughs> the queen is lovely. I don't think we should kill the queen. I don't think nah. she is lovely. I think she's a bit. Oh. She's okay. okay I have to go. Sorry, now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. The queen's great. Obviously, I was doing a funny joke. <laughs> yeah, you're you're fine. We we won't press you on that. On your on your words of treason that you're just. Uh... Oh no. I think we still have the capital capital punishment for treason, don't we? For high I think treason. so, yeah. Oh, oh God, I don't think I'm cutting that out of the podcast like before either. That's <laughs> that's going in. You have to stand by your Jacobin revolutionary oh, ways. Sorry, there's some men at my window. I've got I've got to, I've got a bench. <laughs> They're holding pikes and <laughs> great big tall black hats on. Um, yeah, they do actually. Um, I didn't think they did that sort of thing, but I thought they just stood outside the palace and Yeah. Uh, see everyone thinks it's just could. for ceremony, but uh No, they're, they're soldiers, man. They'll fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. Unless you've got a big enough sword, then you can beat them. Oh, I do have a giant sword, that's fine. Cool. So, mm. so the consensus seemed to be that this film was sort of honouring the not honouring, but recognising the, the merits of the the aristocracy and maybe saying that they were so. a bit better than the nouveau riche. I'm not sure it was doing that. I felt like in some ways it was making fun of the people clinging on to, you know, it still being her chateau, even though Jacques was the one who lived there and ran it. And, and we made mm. fun of him because he was silly. But I'm, I'm not fully convinced it was like pro-aristocracy. I think there was a bit of poking fun at aristocracy. Okay. Certainly through poking fun mm. at whatever his name was. Godfrey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm. not sure they thought about it that much. Well, we have to pretend that they thought about it or there isn't a podcast. <laughs> I think they did think about it. They... <laughs> no, yeah. I think they, yeah, they were making a silly fun film, but they had to decide who they were going to poke fun at and who they weren't. And they never poked fun at Beatrice. And that was an interesting decision. Mm. Um, well, that's because she's the countess. Well, there you go. Right? Um, yeah, it, it seems like that. I don't suppose they would like desperately enthrall to people with titles or whatever. But um, yeah, they seem to be making fun of the these silly old fashioned people and their outdated worldview. Um, but then the yeah the modern people they were yeah they were sort of looking after her. All right. Yeah, she did get, but then she was, yeah, she was flawless, wasn't she? In every yeah. Way. How easily could you have made the same film, but had, um, had the the likable woman that he falls in love with be a a commoner who is running the estate and doing a good job and a, an ultimate professional, and have the have the the lord of the manor still be clinging on to it and he's a bit mad and he hasn't quite realized that no one cares about um no one cares about aristocracy anymore that sounds like a great film that's a that funny like a much idea film. right yeah but they didn't go with that mm. and i don't know why not they instead they they poked fun at the at the commoners and 
were slightly in thrall of the of the aristocracy, and I wonder if it was a a slight. I, I wonder if that you know somehow reflects some feeling that that the French audience would have that they kind of maybe look back a little bit starry eyed on a a forgotten time when there were when there was still you know all these fairy tale things that we have in um in history like counts and dukes and princesses uh, in the same way that say Americans are obsessed with the British royal family um like more than most British people are to because for most of us it's sort of a they're just another sort of few celebrities and they've they're very much human and yeah, we don't look up to them in the same way. I, is, is there something in that? Yeah, and then you've said it, that does, they've crafted that narrative. You're right, I didn't think about them not making fun of Beatrice. Mm, she got okay. off bloody light, didn't she? Yeah. She act, She. I thought that actor had made some strange decisions and then suddenly I kind of fell in love with her and I was like, okay, that's great. Oh, <laughs> what kind of things? She just, I don't know. I Like, she was very cute, but she was almost manic in the beginning where she was just okay. going along with everything that actually Godfrey I keep calling him Hubert because that, that's what they called him the whole way through but um, oh, she yeah. would just be like okay sure you've destroyed my bathroom okay yeah <laughs> bloody husband come on sort of, I don't know she had this like weird sort of pixie crazy eyes the whole mm-hmm. way through yeah she was ready to believe wasn't she and that was mm, yes. there's something in that like um like Wendy believing in Peter Pan and believing in fairies. <laughs> uh, we we wanted everyone to believe in fairies, but not everyone does. Mm. Uh, and she believed, yeah, that this was her, her long-lost ancestor and at the time when everyone else just thought it was her cousin that had gone mad. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I liked her. Yeah, I think there's yeah. something to be said for just trusting sometimes. Maybe not trusting that someone's your like, 30th degree ancestor who's travelled through time. But, yeah, sometimes just taking people, trusting people to have told the truth. Sometimes. That was very deep. Sorry. Is that just too it much for everyone? Deep, Rosa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone just take a minute, process that. We can catch up in a few minutes. Certainly something for just looking after someone anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, when you don't have a job to go to, it's easier, about... isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're just sitting in a lovely bath with your big <laughs> bottle of Chanel. Giant bottle of Chanel number five. <laughs> I love um, that when he just poured you, the Godfrey. whole lot over him. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting gone for a bath and you're sewn up under clothes. Excellent <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I like that they really committed to him being from that time period. Like his outfit was horrendous. He was really dirty. His teeth were rotten. Yeah. Yeah. You know, normally in these films, they still give them great teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do, don't they? They committed. Yeah. Disgusting medieval man. Horrible haircut, you know. Time appropriate. They didn't try and make him attractive to modern audiences. Yeah, he was a <laughs> they joke. They just trusted that Jean Reno would be hot even with a horrible haircut <laughs> and disgusting teeth. Anything on that man. <laughs> you, uh, I think that's what we've learned. 
<laughs> you should turn this into a Jean Reno fan club instead. <laughs> Brilliant. Jobs with Jean Reno. <laughs> and this is the first meeting of the Jean Reno fan club. The secret Delete Jean Reno fan club. The pod. <laughs> 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 uh, Apart yeah. from the other professional hotel Rwanda, you can keep those up. Like, yeah, we'll leave those like, as sort of bonus episodes where we're not just talking about how dreamy Jean Reno is, but. <laughs> We do at least mention Although them a maybe few times. we should go back and do a little edit so that we can <laughs> we can put us whenever we're talking about different aspects of the film, we'll just record over ourselves talking about. <laughs> oh, well, we didn't record Leon the Professional, did we? So... Oh, of course we didn't. Also, oh, we can go back oh, and do yeah. that right this time. We can do that again. <laughs> Meaning, just talking about Jean Reno. <laughs> oh, that first meeting. Yeah, remember that. Beautiful. What a historical day. In the library all that time ago. That must be nearly to the day four years ago. Wow. Wow. That's a long yeah. time. It's not a long time in the context of geological time, but it's still quite a long time. Well, or for true. Godfrey. Not or like, for yeah, Godfrey. not very long for Godfrey. That's nothing. Although it was instantaneous for him, so I really don't feel like he got a good sense of how much time had passed at all. No, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, what did we think of uh, Jeanette, the... The tramp that the the peasant fell in love with. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah, Found I think she's officially theory. like described as Jeanette the tramp, which is <laughs> yeah, pretty <so>. unfortunate <laughs> uh, name the for French. that cat. If we're going to talk about a film that's looking down on commoners, that's a <laughs> that's a pretty straight one, right? That's actually this is this film is slapping us in the face with. Yeah. Like some kind of class statement. I can't believe I didn't see it. Yeah, it hates it hates the poor. Yeah, and the new rich. <laughs> Just loves the old rich. Yeah, hates them with a, a sort of equal opportunity, yeah. right? Just whatever they are. If they weren't born into the aristocracy, we we're not too <laughs> impressed by them. And but again, I think we I think we see that a lot in things, don't we? There's a lot of fairy tales about. Um, about knights of the round table and uh, you know tales of chivalry and it, we we do look up to the aristocracy in those stories, don't we? I wonder if this was just one more of those again from a from a society in France that mm. that has been a long time without the real version of it and therefore can maybe look back slightly more dewy eyed at. Uh, uh, what was uh, in what? What is in reality an appalling way to organise society? <laughs> she's another one that trusted very quickly, isn't she? She, yeah. she's like, oh, these guys—they seem like my sort of guy. Yeah, Let's, I'll just tag along with them. <laughs> I think that was fair enough. Yeah, she, she seemed like she was kind of a lonely sort. And now she's got these two people who are total social outcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so here's, here's one commoner that was portrayed as uh, sympathetic, um, one of the best characters in the film, um, the, the postman at the start, the first person they meet in the, in the modern <laughs> world, <laughs> who they immediately assume is a Saracen because he's black and just oh, yeah. <laughs> leaps oh, straight at him and starts I, I... smashing his, his magic... Wagon, that was what, and just his reaction of like to hell with this, I'm going. <laughs> I really liked that. 
I thought, right, we'll get the uh, get the race bit out of the way straight away. Oh God! And then, went, oh dear! And then we just never saw him again. He just ran for it, and they and fairness, totaled his van. He had a massive sword, and as we've already <laughs> yeah. established, that's pretty <laughs> pretty yeah. scary. It's straight away that they are they are not uh, <laughs> the the. Yeah, not not harmless here. These two guys who suddenly turned up <laughs> with their weapons. No, actually, they were incredibly violent for most of the way through the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think they did the culture clash bit well enough? Like, were were those the? Would you have put them in any different scenarios? I mean, they got car sick. They didn't understand taps. Yeah. Oh, them, like, that was really more. funny. That was good. I enjoyed that. That was up there with uh, what's his face having a shower in his suit uh, for funny scenes in a bathroom. <laughs> oh, it's Sherrod. Sherrod. Yeah. Forget what his name is. Me too. Carrie Grant. Oh, well, his name go. kept changing, didn't it? I... Oh, yeah. Is there a Mrs. Grant? <laughs> yes, but we're divorced. Um, yeah, what else? Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job, didn't they? They could probably have snuck in like a a montage of them going shopping or something. I feel like they could have thrown in a bit more rather than cause it felt like they went to the the main story quite quickly of him trying to trying to get into his castle and find find what he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he <laughs> was walking around. Yeah, the there was no there were no montages, were there? No. This film needed good. a montage. Needed a montage. It, 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 it needed Sean Connery. Prime montage territory as well, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it really was. It, it was stark that it didn't have a montage. Yeah. Maybe that's a different kind of film that has montages. Maybe this was a this was a bit more theatrical, wasn't it? Most of it was uh, yeah. it was like a play, right? Yeah. Yeah, actually. it was like a play. You would yeah. you would expect him to adapt a little bit more by the end as well, I think. That being a bit of a transformation, because his character doesn't really change or grow. No, you're right. His char- uh, does his character change or grow? Um, I was surprised how quickly he came to terms with the situation and started just dealing with it. Mm. Like, I, yeah, he was very... But yeah, he doesn't really grow as a character. He doesn't learn that, you know, peasants... <laughs> that can be wealthy people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. In a way, he was better placed than anyone modern to deal with the situation, wasn't he? Because he he lived in a world where everyone believed in witchcraft and magic and the interference of the intervention of God in everyday life. Um, so, where I, I could see a lot of modern people would just question their own sanity and they'd say, "There's no way I have gone forward in time." Um, but he was he was ready to say, oh, I've, you know, a spell has been placed on me and I have gone forward in time. Here I am and now I need to do something. Yeah, I mean, he was literally intending to travel through time when he took that potion. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he wants to go back in time to fix things, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not, not a huge leap to think that he believes in time travel. Yeah. If you could, would you go forward a thousand years just to see what it looked like? Yeah. I could get back yes. again. There's no guarantee you'll get back. Oh, that's tricky. I mean, it, we could just be a barren I would wasteland. Yeah, it could be no one left, right? True. 
but yeah, you want to know that as well, don't you? Mm. Well, there could just be loads of beautiful blonde people bathing <laughs> by a pool. <laughs> <laughs> Trying There's to a get it on scary with you. Races. Yeah. More clocks. <laughs> yeah, it's more <laughs> What a what a picture. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very tempted. I'd be deeply curious about what I find. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it, well, we it painted quite well just how unbelievable so much of what we have was for him. Um, and I, I'm going to say most of what he was shocked by appeared in the last one or 200 years. Mm. Electricity, racial integration, um, uh, republic. Motor cars. Motor cars, yeah. Tarmac. <laughs> Tarmac, yeah, all of this stuff. Probably plane. if he'd gone forward to the 1700s, he'd have seen some differences, but it wouldn't have been so much. It'd be, oh, they have more that, advanced that, weapons. That, but... Surely they must have. I mean, that's that's got to that's a bit president of you, Michael, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the society was so radically different from there was like six hundred years, five hundred, six hundred years. There were changes for sure, but I mean, how, how many of those changes were were anything like? We don't have don't horses anymore. We have carriages that move on their and own. Buildings and um, well, they they still had a king who was in charge with the aristocracy under it. We still have a queen. We still have a queen. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like technology has accelerated, though. Technology, yeah. The the Industrial Revolution, basically. Oh, definitely. Like, I'm sure. Like, it is radically different. I still think there's just, there must be bigger changes than, like, I think it's tendency of us now to just mush them all together. Like, a huge 500 year period where there must have been just incredible differences. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Let's think about that, though. So, what, what was different that, there would have been better weapons if he'd gone to say 1700. Mm-hmm. They had muskets by then, so, so that sort would of guns be scary. Um, yep. and cannons. Was, so that, I mean, the sh- the travel must have been just completely different. Like though you could get you could get to new new places. It was all was pretty similar, was it not? You were still traveling by horse. Yeah, Maybe like wagons. Going abroad, yeah, it would have been slightly easier to travel abroad by that point, I guess, but probably not much. Um, there was still, yeah, it was still fragmented. Europe was fragmented into all of these different nations. Yeah. Um, you had most books, of them still paper, under kings, like so. education must have been. Yeah, that would have been very different. Uh, the printing press. Oh, the printing mm-hmm. press was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, he would have been struck by how easy it was for people who were not very rich or monastery mm. or living in a monastery to get books. Um, there had been the Reformation, but that didn't really affect France. They had big ships by the 1700s. Yeah, ships were bigger. So traveling yeah, might have been, yeah. Oh, yeah. and yeah, they, they had discovered the new world, hadn't they? Yeah, exactly. Spaces yeah. and stuff. The yeah. food must have been just totally, yeah. Yeah, the potatoes, tomatoes, everything like that. Yeah, so I suppose that the big turning point was the Renaissance, wasn't it? Mm. Um, 
Sure. Do you think they'd have like a really fancy sounding name that signified how important that was? Yeah, like some kind of rebirth yeah. for, for people living in France. Yeah, they should come up with a name for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I suppose a, a few things. Still, I, I reckon if he'd gone the first 400 years, he'd have seen almost no changes. In I think 400 years. I just don't. I just think there was very like... little change between them. I mean, they, they, he was still, at the time he was living, um, like the technology and the, the structure of introdu- institutions and stuff would have been less advanced than that of the Roman Empire. Um, there was a real step back. Um, well, in fact, Fernando has spoken to us before about uh, how, like, progress is not always linear and it comes forwards in leaps and bounds and and falls back again um and we tend to assume because of the time that we're living in and the 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 time we've seen since the since the renaissance and the industrial revolution that basically the history of the world is the history of things getting better and better and more and more advanced um because that's the trajectory we've been on for a while but uh yeah he would have he would have looked back at a more advanced time just in the same way that he was looking forward to a more advanced time. No time is linear. You don't, you don't need to tell me. I don't even think the last, you know, it's, it's, no, all, no, no. it's all cyclical. Or, or, no, or it's all fractal, Michael. You're not allowed to just fuck with my story by just saying, well, it's even less sensible than what you think. <laughs> so what is time really maybe there's no time there is uh, no time what is reality how do we know that any of our senses uh even i'm just saying <laughs> this idea that we've just we're on a linear trajectory now is, is, is crazy trajectory now <laughs> what are you well, talking what about said. that's what you just said the last 200 years just yeah, because the last we've been advancing years, the last 200 years things have been getting better and better right I'm not saying that that will continue forever. As I say, in the year three thousand, we might be um, might be living in the woods again. But uh, it's easy to fall into that trap of thinking, well, uh, at, we, we're living in a time that's so much better than four hundred years ago, and therefore the difference between the year one thousand and the year fourteen hundred must have been similarly uh, simi- similarly advancing and progressing. When we know that's that maybe wasn't true. I think the whole idea of advancement and progress is inherently violent. So I don't, <sighs> I don't subscribe to that. <laughs> hey, so, we, have, we, we got into an argument after all. That's great. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> don't think if it, it counts as, as an argument uh, if you just say spurious things to make Michael turn red. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's been four years. How do you not know this about me already? Yeah. <laughs> this is the entire... We have this every episode. I'm just going to say something vague. <laughs> Has it been four years or is it... What is like, four years? Maybe it was 40 years. Maybe it was one year. It's just... What is there, time? There is no years. That's the point. We made up the idea of years. Years are just a social construct. They are a social construct. That's fact. <laughs> there is no fact. So... <laughs> That's gravy, baby. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think we hit some I mean, very what is gravy? Does it have to have meat juices? And does vegan gravy exist? What? What even is this life? We're all just right here. <laughs> it's like it's always right now. It's always right now. We keep coming back. We just that is the that's wisdom. That, that may be the deepest line that was ever in a film. <laughs> 
I'm just saying it is all fractal, isn't it? It's literally, I hate it, but it is. It's literally about what will you focus in on what you, what you think about at once. I mean, because you can't just say we've just gone forward and forward. I mean, it's in the context of what's just happened in America. Like, you know, it's, it's all just, it's not, you can't think of it as being forward. There's just constant pushback and regression. I don't know if forward and regression is just a bad metaphor for it, probably. I mean, it's abhorrent what's just happened, but anyway, um, you know, I just don't. I think it's just a bit sweeping to say last two hundred years we've, we've. But I'm being I'm being very unfair. I don't know. Yeah, we've got to look at the big picture, haven't we? Um, yeah, I think things things go forward and things go backward, and you know, I we, suppose yes. We have improvements in life and uh, you know regressions in life, and but mm. looking at like what was it like living in the year eighteen hundred um, compared to now, we've got like infant mortality across the world is like a tenth of what it is. And there are, yeah. what, 10 times as many people and, uh, like, the number of people who can read has gone from, what, 5% to 80%? No, you're and assuming not that that these... is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> How many people are losing the tradition of oral history? Yeah, people can... are losing <laughs> the tradition of oral history. I'm not, I'm not going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> And what I'm saying is that a lot of these these kind of big picture things that like I just think the idea of oral history and and right is very European. How did you define? Anyway, this conversation is through our through our cultural. Le- our, our, you know, we just need to think. Why are we recording this? Why are we recording this? I don't know. We should pause yeah. this. Do you feel like you're being exploited, Laura? Being taken for a bloody ride, that's what I'm being. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just stop the podcast right here. <laughs> yeah, we can have it as a, just an oral history uh, podcast <laughs> that we don't record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Our oh, podcast that isn't recorded and is never released. Is it still a podcast? I don't know. What is the sound of one hand clapping? <laughs> It'd be a very secret podcast in that case. Yeah. So back to the film. Oh, yeah. Any... Fun bullying, Laura. <laughs> any last thoughts about the film? We've not done symbolism or symbolism or anything oh, yet. Right. Yeah. Let's do the Lovely. let's do the traditions then. So symbolism. Okay. Okay. Oh, I think it... I'm so sorry. I forgot about the flute. <laughs> How dare you start symbolism without so... this? <laughs> it's not my day. Yeah, Laura, don't you ever talk over the flute again. <laughs> the, men... <laughs> the men in the black hats are at the window again. <laughs> so I think we've got the, one of the big symbolism points, right, which is that... We we could view this as um, as representing a a certain view of the of the aristocracy as noble, yes. um, but maybe that's not symbolism exactly. That's just uh, that's just what we like to do when we uh, assume that they represent the entire <laughs> class that they are in. But I think there was something in that. But was was there anything else? Any uh, yeah? Any symbolism in the film? Well, the ring was a symbol of his power, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And then it was 
destroyed or not destroyed or something? Did that mean a thing? It was on fire, didn't set on fire or something? I don't know. Oh, percolate, I'll think of something. Yeah. It also symbolizes the connection between present and past. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so when those rings got close to each other, they, they like, attracted each other and had this effect. Um, Perhaps that was... That was the whole film, right? The, when the two different time periods collide, there's a lot of friction, a lot of crazy stuff happens. And that when was we the whole collide, film. we come together. If we don't, we'll always be apart. Oh, it was also a symbol for the passion of Christ because everything gets dark and it starts thundering and raining when Jesus died. So maybe there's oh, some... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. So you're saying that Godfrey was Jesus. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Godfrey um, was Jesus and yep. Jacquie was... Jesus uh, loved Chanel number five. Judas. It's in the Bible. Well, there is that I'm thing about someone voice. washing his hand, his feet with uh, perfume once, right? What, Jesus washing yes. someone's feet? Yes. No, no, someone washing Jesus' feet with perfume. Oh. I bet oh. that was Mary. It's always Mary. <laughs> I think it might She's have been. washing feet. That was classic, Mary. I can't remember she that. Yeah, yeah. Someone, so someone took this <laughs> this expensive, like perfumed oil, and washed Jesus' feet with it. And afterwards, one of the disciples, one of the sort of naysaying disciples, said, "Look, that was a waste. Right? She should have sold that perfume and given the money to feed the poor." And Jesus said, "The poor will always be with us, but I'm only here right now." And it was a quite, a, I think, quite a, quite a confusing and challenging story in the Bible. Um, but yeah, maybe that's him chugging all the all the Chanel perfume or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Chug it, did it? Yeah, but pouring it all over himself, using it as like a bath oils. Oh, that must have hurt a lot. Isn't isn't perfume like irritating to your skin? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not going to have been pleasant for him. Mm. <laughs> Does anyone know what Chanel Number no. Five smells of? I've definitely smelled it, yes. Uh, I guess it is nice, but I've forgotten exactly how it smells. Okay. So I wonder with perfume sometimes you can get sort of perfume that's not very expensive and some perfume that's unbelievably expensive. And I wonder sometimes, like, is is it that much of an improvement? I think so, yes. Right, you like a good perfume. I know, I'm not that fussed about perfume, but... I've received a lot of perfumes as gifts. Yeah. That sounds a bit... Gifts from your many admirers. Putting my money out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you you know a good one from a bad one? Well, I know a good smell from a bad one. And I know that some... I don't know. Okay. Where there's a general trend that the expensive ones are generally... Yeah, I think it's a very general trend. I wouldn't wouldn't go out and say all cheap perfumes are rubbish, but... Like wine, though. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you notice the difference between Lynx Africa and I don't know men's perfumes, Old Spices? <laughs> that's, like, yeah, that's, that's a scent. <laughs> that's one. I think. <laughs> is, that, is that the high end? And <laughs> I I love a bit of Lynx Africa. Have, have we talked about Lynx Africa? I don't think so. I'm a big fan of the Lynx really? Africa. Uh, yeah, yeah. This uh, this is the like the the sort of lame one that 15 year old boys wear um but i love it i think it just smells great i <laughs> i don't normally use it 
because I don't want to be just like spraying myself with perfume. I want I want a, an antiperspirant. Mm. And you can't often get the Lynx Africa antiperspirant, but it does exist. And when I see it, I get some. I've got a bottle at the moment and I wear it every day. Oh, every, every time I have a shower, oh, I use it. You can't walk down the street. There's women <laughs> getting <laughs> magnetically attracted Throwing to them. themselves at me. <laughs> beat them away with a stick. <laughs> like, ladies, I'm taken. Honestly. <laughs> it's just that, that animal magnetism that only comes from Lynx Africa. Um, and I can tell the difference between that and other... Uh, <laughs> other deodorants because all of the other deodorants do not smell as good <laughs> but men's ones tend to be very neutral smelling um until we get into uh aftershave which i've never used because i don't shave <laughs> but then is aftershave a bit of a like misnomer is it just perfume but yeah. men don't want to say they're wearing perfume yeah i think so yeah okay wait no i do you use wear uh, aftershave, and yeah. it's like a cream that you put on your face. Well, it's the, 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 the thing that the thing that I that I use. It's basically like yeah, it, it's it's not perfume. Uh, it is indeed like a cream that you put in your on your skin after you shave because it makes it hurt a little bit less. Oh, okay. Yeah, historically, it's just been a smelly oil that you splash on your face to make you go. <laughs> okay, right. So these are maybe two different meanings of the word aftershave, yeah, but they're both so. things that you're meant to put on after you shave. Yeah, yeah. I'm basing that on watching like Poirot and stuff. You know, like old <laughs> films. Yeah, where they put the cologne on themselves and go, ah, it stings. Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> it helps your pores open or close or. Oh Jesus dance i don't know something like that shaving sounds terrible it does i've been thinking I... of doing some lizards thing on my on, on my uh, on my beard so that i can uh, don't have to shave anymore i i have a third option for you fernando not shave at all not <gasps> shave at all just just have a beard just have a beard but yeah. then it would grow and grow and grow yay trim it trim it gently with scissors so it's always soft you've always got a beard um, but it's like having a haircut. Um, you cut your hair and you cut your beard. Mm-hmm. It's great. I'll, you never look back. I'll bunder bunders. Yeah. I'll think very hard. The trap not to fall into is saying this doesn't look very good at the moment because I've just because it's been five days and it looks like I've just not shaved. Um, but you have to push through that. I, I don't think that's a trap. It's just it gets sufficiently long that it. That it starts hurting or does it not hurt at some point? I guess it doesn't hurt at some point, but. Oh yeah. No, you push through that as well. Um, so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's to start with, it's quite, quite rough, quite, quite stubbly and quite sore. You can, you can just about cut yourself on it. Um, but then yeah, it comes out and then it goes soft. It's just a bit like your, a bit like the hair on your head. The oh. rule in the Royal Navy is that you should, um, you have to like ask permission to grow a beard and then you have to check in with your superior officer after three weeks and they decide if it looks too shit for you to have a beard. <laughs> and if it looks too shit, you have to shave it. Oh, Wait, that's... is that an actual rule? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> well, they don't mind men with beards, but they don't want men that look scruffy. Wow. So they're like, right, you've got three weeks and it has to look good after that. 
Three weeks is not enough. It's not enough for me, that's for sure. But if I joined the Navy now, I'd already have a beard going in, so I'd be okay. Okay, so I have to grow a beard before I join the Navy. That's correct. <laughs> Unless it grows in nicely within three weeks. <laughs> wow. Mine would. Sorry, Laura? Give me three weeks, so I'll oh, yeah. I could join the Navy with a decent beard if I, <laughs> if I let it do, do something. At least a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> I think in uh, in India, the police get paid a small amount extra to to grow a moustache, don't they? Do. Yeah. Really? It was on QI anyway. Oh. It supposedly, it makes them look friendlier and more approachable, and so they get yeah, like a, a few rupees extra wow. in, their, in their salary if they will grow a moustache. You look friendlier if you have a moustache. <laughs> I can kind of see that. I'm not sure. No, it's definitely an association and culture thing, and for me, yeah. it's not more reassuring. <laughs> I think someone who's got a moustache without a beard certainly doesn't look more threatening. Oh, um, that's well, that's I don't know. Mm. Mm. I'm pulling a funny face at Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should be get paying a, get paid a little bit more to wear a pink bow tie. That yes. makes them a little bit <laughs> that more. That is Very basic yeah. idea, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A pink bow tie and a moustache, though, that's quite a combination. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. No. <laughs> You're getting confused with naked butlers, Claire. <laughs> what was the last film we watched? <laughs> pink narcissus. Pink narcissus. <laughs> what was the connection? They were both about a man just mm-hmm. doing his own thing. A man lost in his own time. Oh, that's a, nice. Well, a done. man who should have been should have been born at a, another time, perhaps. Yeah, a man, a man, a sexy man, a sexy man. Great. Yeah, that. Yeah. Good enough okay. for me. That's good enough for me as well. A sexy man. That's our. <laughs> that's our sexy name. man. I can't wait to see what we watch next. Brilliant. This is what we've come to. <laughs> You know, maybe maybe the aristocracy should just have all the money. We clearly can't be trusted. We clearly can't. Was there something about being trapped? I think, oh, I forgot to, I think this film was about over-institutionalisation of the mentally unwell. There was that, yeah. That's yeah. the point. Nice. Um, yep. Thank you. And this man in Pink Narcissus was, was kind of, was in a, a gilded cage. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oof. That yeah. doesn't work. Ah, fuck it. Shall I play the music? Yes. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Shall I play the music? That's the right end. <laughs> That's honest. That's appropriate for this film as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't resist. <laughs> Three, two, one. Rock. Rock. Paper. What? <gasps> That's Laura. <gasps> well played. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> you got I a can't film for us. It. I was just. I do. No, though. No. Am I gonna? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? What do you think's gonna happen? No. <laughs> no, she's not. She's putting yeah. that right at the end before the next Oscars. Oh yeah, should we just do the bounty? No. You can pick whatever you want. <laughs>
No, I'm just kidding. I was gonna put, I was gonna pick Gosford Park. Right. But then right. I saw the new Elvis biopic last night. Uh-huh. It's about three hours long and it's Baz Luhrmann and fuck it blew my mind. Okay. God, oh, it's only the cinemas though. No, let's go Gosford Park. Fuck it. Sorry, Gosford I'm all over Park. the place. Gosford Park. Gosford Park. Gosford, it's right. on Netflix. 2001. Uh, that sounds Central, about right. right. 2001 Gosford Park. 